0: My Colorado swag, cause when I'm in it play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go, you know I'm actin' bad Hollin' to the Buffs with my Colorado sway. My Colorado Sway, my
1: Colorado swag Welcome into the DNBR Buffs podcast presented by Colorado Rugby I'm Henry Chisholm and this is gonna be kind of a weird podcast So, um... The Buffs promoted Chris Wilson to defensive coordinator. He's the defensive line coach. Um, I personally really like the move. I have a bunch of thoughts. We'll get to all of those later. Um, But here's what happened. So I was most of the way through recording this podcast um, when the news broke. And so then I had to, like, write a whole bunch of stuff, do my work, all that. And now I'm coming back around to do the podcast. So... The other podcast is going to be at the end of this podcast. So at the end, we have the DraftKings Pick of the Week, a bunch of basketball talk. Basically, that's the last 20 minutes. When you're listening to this, it's going to sound weird because it's just going to, like, jump to me starting this podcast over again but from the front. Uh, So be ready for that. Also, in about five minutes, Carl Durrell has a call with the media, and he's going to be talking about this um the Shannon Turley hiring became official today as well. Um so we'll be talking about that. That's a new strength coach, uh, former Stanford strength coach, um and somebody who has gotten great reviews by all sorts of people, including the people who give out strength coach of the year awards. He's won a couple of those. Um still one position open, that is the tight ends coach because Taylor Embry went to the Jets to coach the running backs. We'll probably get an update there too. Um, So what we're going to do is I have now four minutes. I'm going to give a couple of my first thoughts. I'm going to jump over there, come back, and we'll have a podcast. So right off the bat, like I said, I do really like it. Um, I think that simplifies a bunch of things. Um, Part of the reason I like it is that you don't have to make any other moves. So for example, if, if you had hired a coach who is a cornerbacks coach, well, then you have to figure out what to do with Demetrius Martin, who is your current quarter or cornerbacks coach. I like Demetrius Martin. Um, I like all those guys. Um, I like Brett Maxey, who I should say was promoted to passing game coordinator, which I also really like, and we'll get to that in a second too. Um, I feel good about this defensive staff and, and that's my first thought. And so keeping it in, Tact is something I like. Now you might be thinking, well, you could have really kept it intact, kept all these pieces here, and just put Tyson Summers in charge of the whole thing and let him keep doing what he was doing instead of promoting Chris Wilson. A couple of quick thoughts about that. First, Chris Wilson did a very good job last year. The Buffs were seventh in the country in tackles for loss. He made some changes that were really important to that, including the change that we talked about all season kind of like the theme of the season um, on this podcast really the one gap scheme um i guess technique uh instead of the big guys up front trying to like clog everything up and laying the linebackers make the plays instead entire front seven gets a gap you just go you penetrate you have the seventh most tackles for loss per game in the country um second most sacks in the pack 12 good things happen and that was him keeping him around is important you get ahead of that problem by promoting him now instead of waiting, and I think that that's uh, a, a smart move. On top of that, Brett Maxey I think is a good coach too, at least in talking to him. He's had a bunch of things to say that I've really liked. Uh, the the Buffs passing defense efficiency, very good. you got to give him some credit. I think that there is a chance, and again, this is just my read on the situation, that this move is really of course, giving Chris Wilson some more responsibilities, but also by making Brett Maxey the passing game coordinator, kind of taking that aspect out of Tyson Summers' hands, putting it into Brett Maxey's hands. Um, I don't go to practices, so I don't know what's going on inside the fence, so I don't have a strong take, Um, but that's what I read it as, and if that's what we should be reading it as. It makes sense that Carl Durrell feels like that. Um, so hopefully that made sense. I tried to wrap that up fast because I have to go to this call. I'll be back in like two seconds in your world. Okay. Uh, we're back. That was a lot of good stuff. Um, and I think I got all of my thoughts out, at least my initial thoughts. So if there's anything else that pops up, we'll get to that. But Here's what Carl had to say. So, in his opening statement, he kind of addressed what went down with all of them. First of all, Chris Wilson, um, he's excited about his experience. He's seasoned in college, seasoned in the pros, and that's valuable. Um, he thought that the defense improved a lot last fall. And getting into like why Brett Maxey was promoted to passing game coordinator – Um, again it's that there was growth at the back end of the defense Um, he pointed out Isaiah Lewis in particular as a guy who all of a sudden is a contributor Um, he said maybe the most improved player on the team and that's one of the guys that Brett Maxey coaches so that's a good sign right there the general growth from the back end was good um, including the corners and and Carl said that um, Brett was Kind of like involved in all of that. And again, he's a guy who's experienced and he thinks that with um, the guys that they have, that they can be successful with this defense and with this defensive staff. Um, Something that kind of caught me off guard was when they shifted, Carl shifted from talking about the defensive coaches to Shannon Turley, the new strength coach. And he started by saying that this was the biggest hire. Um, He said some other stuff there too, um, like that the other guys are kind of inside the pro and that kind of stuff. But he did say biggest hire. And again, there's been a lot of hype building. Uh, A lot of people saying that that was a good hire um including you know vic fangio we just got emailed the quote i haven't read it yet um let's see so vic fangio was stanford's defensive coordinator in 2010 and that's when shannon was there obviously um and he said during my time at stanford i gained a lot of respect for shannon's ability as a strength and conditioning coach he's a knowledgeable highly regarded coach who gets the best out of players i'm happy for shannon believe he'll be successful at the university of colorado um So there you go. There's some good words right there. And I think there's even like a page with even more of that stuff here somewhere. But that was one of the big talking points for Carl was just how respected Shannon Turley is. Um, Talking about all the coaches he talked to, all the players, former players he talked to. Um, Adam Munster-Tiger brought up during the press conference that um, two People on the buff staff have been, have like worked with Turley before. Um, Aziz Shitu, the, I think he's a grad assistant um, on the defensive side. And then also Carl's son, Chandler, um, was at UCL or at Stanford, sorry, while Turley was there. Um, so. That's all good stuff. And you know, that was kind of the one question. Um, and it's something that I brought up yesterday. Was it yesterday? A couple of days ago when we were talking about this hiring was, yeah, there's a whole lot to like. Um, what was it eighty something percent reduction in injuries or time missed to injury during Turley's time at Stanford? And that same time they went from like one win team to winning multiple Rose Bowls, finishing in the top four in the country multiple times. Um Again, there was other good stuff happening, like Harbaugh was getting there, all that. But a lot to like about the record and about the awards and all of that kind of stuff. But he did leave Stanford a little over a year ago because a student filed a a complaint against him. Um, We don't know what was in that complaint. And Carl, I think Brian Howell asked Carl about this. And Carl basically said, yeah, we did all of the background stuff that we need to do. Um, we, we were talking to everybody. We we've checked all the legal stuff and there was no trouble. Like he said that they went very deep into all of that as an outsider. Uh, you kind of just have to take their word for it. Um, again, I trust them, but at the same time, there is kind of that weird thing that's right there. And it's like, for some reason, something did happen. Um, and it's great that he has great reviews and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Maybe the, that, that is, like, the opposite of what a silver lining is. Um, he also said that it's not going to be an easy job. Uh, just kind of straight up. Which, another there was another thing that was kind of blunt. In the same way, it's like, biggest hire. It's like, okay, straightforward. It's probably true, but also, like, you know. Um, but he did say, not going to be easy, starting from ground zero. Um, so, that's kind of a perspective there. And, again, that was kind of the theme still was... We're getting better. We're finding ways to get better. Um, yeah. A little bit more on Chris Wilson. Um, Carl said he wasn't going to get into like all the details, but basically there will be some subtle changes to the defense. A lot of it, it sounds like, will stay the same. Um, and, and stressed again, and this is something that I wrote about in the story that's already up at the DMVR.com, um, Chris Wilson was actually talking about the importance of tailoring to the players this summer um when when we talked to him back in june and that was something we heard from carl durrell uh after tyson summers was let go um, basically said like we need to do exactly that we need to tailor to the players so so we did have like that little piece right there um and then Even today, though, Carl Durrell did said we need to be utilizing people's skill set properly, putting people in the right positions, putting them in the situations that play to their strengths. And that's how you become a good coach, basically. Um, Speaking of that sort of player uh we heard a little bit about robert barnes the former five-star according to 24-7 he was a consensus four-star still very good safety um i think in the 2017 class went to oklahoma for a couple years played some safety played some linebacker just transferred to colorado and has two years left to go as a grad transfer um so he could be linebacker could be safety um, we heard from Carl the way he was talking about him early on, he was mentioning him with the safeties. Um, so I do think that that's probably where they're leaning, but I think it was Adam who asked him specifically, like what's up there. And Carl said that he's really good at playing in space and that that's a type of player that they need more of in this program. I'm um, just kind of, when you look at, who's on their roster. That's kind of what's missing a hybrid linebacker safety. Um, And so, so I thought it was interesting kind of talking about not just where Robert Barnes fits, but also I do like hearing from Carl Durrell that he sees that as a flaw in the personnel, because I agree they need at the very least, just somebody who can sub in and be a cover guy from a linebacker spot without feeling like you're giving too much up. You know, to me, Akeel Jones is gone, but the perfect scenario this year would have been Akil Jones plays first and second down and gets replaced by somebody who is a cover guy, just to be more blunt, um, on third down. So that's kind of something I was thinking. I'm glad that Carl said the same thing. Be on the lookout for more of that. Also mentioned uh, Trevor Woods in there too a safety who i think he signed on the early signing day his signing might be coming this no he couldn't talk to him about him if he was signing this week so um early signing day guy a little more on jt Shrout, the transfer from tennessee who is going to be in the buffs quarterback competition so he is in that competition according to carl he said that a lot of people at the Tennessee that he talked to were upset that he wasn't still at the program. Um, and so he will be a part of it. Also said that B. played well in the Alma Bowl. That's Brendan Lewis, by the way. Um, so that's going to be a fierce competition. And Shrout will be a part of it. Um, also, Carl did say he thinks that the NCAA is going to allow uh, players to transfer once going forward. And that's going to be coming here pretty soon. Um, so there you go um anything else he did say again that he was really proud of how the team managed the season and that things went really well and what he wanted was for them to not have any lingering problems from the season once they started their whole like strength thing in the offseason so they're just getting back um and again he just wanted to give them a break after how tough the season was and how well they performed and just making sure that nobody has like a little ankle thing. That's going to flare up and make it tougher for them to practice. Also, they didn't have a strength coach, so not much they could do. Um, Oh, one more note from Carl. He did say he expects to get um, the other coaching jobs solidified by next week, the linebackers coach and the tight ends coach. So again, because Chris Wilson was hired, um, he doesn't. There, there isn't like one more person added to the math of the ten assistant coaches. So the buffs still have one spot open. That's the inside linebackers coach. Um, also, tight ends coach because Embry's gone. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much everything you need to know and oh actually there's one more ad isn't there so i should do this and then you're going to hear me start the podcast over but actually from three hours ago okay i had to jump back in here because i just realized i forgot something very important um so i asked carl whether he had planned on going out and hiring guys who were super experienced you know guys who'd been around for a while i mean chris wilson was coaching with the buffs in 2000 in like the exact same position um so i was curious i asked him that was it just like you just happened to find out these are the best candidates or did you want to emphasize bringing experience and he said that yes he did want to emphasize bringing experience well actually what he said was it depends but the experience thing was a factor Um, And and part of the reason he said was because he just felt like when you have young coaches on the staff, which, you know, they're very good for a lot of different reasons, you want to have almost like role models for them, guys who can teach them how to coach. And there's a balance that needs to be had between young guys and old guys, not really like groundbreaking stuff, but I thought that he made some very good points and it was interesting. Um, And there was one other piece and that was this he also said that it was kind of a balance, not just between like having both types of guy on your staff, but also who you give opportunities to. Um, He said that it was important for him to give a guy like Chris Wilson a chance, you know, somebody who's been around and wants to be a defensive coordinator. And he, like he said, like these guys want to be in my shoes. They want to be head coaches. They want that opportunity. And that's the way this all works is you, you have to work your way up And a guy like Chris Wilson, he deserves this job. Now, he has been a defensive coordinator before um, at Mississippi State from like 2010 to 2013 or something. But he's circled all the way back through. He has had a whole bunch of success in a whole bunch of different ways. And also, remember, one of the things he told us last summer is that going to the NFL was, in his words, like getting his PhD in football. You know, the couple of years he spent, I think four years with the Philadelphia Eagles, where he won a Super Bowl, worked with Fletcher Cox and Chris Long and all that. And and the insights he pulled, you know, I still remember him telling us, you know, you don't need to coach Fletcher Cox. Like Fletcher Cox knows what he's doing. And and just kind of like going through those sorts of things, it changes your perspective on the sport. And He came back here and he changed a bunch of things and was involved in the, I don't know if we call it a resurgence because they showed signs late the year before, but basically resurgence of a very dominant defense, Um, something that we hadn't seen in Colorado for at least three or four years. And maybe, maybe he can put that knowledge to use. I I really thought that that was interesting. Um, And a little insight into how Carl Durrell operates, especially because we've talked about him being somebody who is well-connected, giving guys opportunities, whether it's a Taylor Embry. Um, and, and he talked about Taylor Embry in particular. He said like during that answer, you know, we understand that when we bring in young coaches, they're going to leave for other opportunities. Like, again, that is the nature of this business. And that's why you look for all these different sorts of pieces. Um, I don't know. It, it's good to know that Carl Durrell is thinking about that sort of stuff. That is my biggest takeaway. Um, he knows more about it than I do, so I can't, like, say, oh, well, maybe you need a little bit more experience, any of that kind of stuff. I thought this was really interesting. And at the very least, it's a good sign that this is the kind of stuff that is being paid attention to. Um, sometimes details get skipped, and that's the difference between winning games and losing games. Uh, yeah, so here's uh, me reading some ads and then talking about basketball. All right, fam, we have a new partner that you can support That's Zoom care. The one great thing that we can take away from this pandemic is the ability to do more things from the comfort of our own homes. Nobody likes sitting in a doctor's office, and most people don't even like going to the doctor for that matter, but we all need to take care of ourselves. So what is video care? Video care is like a trip to the doctor, except you just do it all on your couch. You can see, hear, and chat with your doctor, just like a traditional office visit. Um, you get secure access to urgent primary and specialist care, including mental health. Video care is covered by most private insurers, usually with a copay. So visit zoomcare.com to get started. That's Z O O M C A R E.com. There's nothing better than getting a diagnosis from your doc while you're sitting in your own living room. Also, uh, they're really trying to uh, see an increase in video visits from Colorado, so check them out today and see just how easy it is. ZoomCare.com for all of the details that you need. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Colorado Rugby. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, today, honestly, there's not a lot going on. Um, We talked a lot uh, about the state of the basketball team yesterday, um, and what's really going on there, um, previewing this week's matchup. And today, what I'm really excited to do is run through and just pick all the games this weekend because I think we're getting into, like I mentioned on the podcast yesterday with Ben, really the time when it's time to start scoreboard watching, paying attention to what's going on around the league because the the Buffs games are going to be the most important games but the gap between a Buffs game and a USC game in terms of, like, importance for what Colorado wants to achieve this season, the gap is shrinking. And within a couple – I mean, within a month, really, there will be teams whose games are just as important as the games the Buffs are playing. And that – we're just kind of slowly getting to that point and um, – Really, that's what makes basketball, especially college basketball, in my mind, so fun. It's this race for the title at the end. And, and a college basketball season is just such a – it's very different than any other sport because I feel like you go into the season – not really knowing what to expect, you know. You have like a bunch of ideas. You know, you have McKinley Wright. You know, on paper, Dry a Horn should fit really well. But but the first couple of weeks, you're really just figuring out what you have, and then the next couple of weeks after that, you're trying to figure out how to put everybody in good situations, and then you get into conference play right after that, and and then there's the shift once you get to the middle of conference play, which is where we're at right now, where you know who you are, you know who everybody else is, you know how you've set yourself up, and now it's time to buckle down for a month and win a bunch of games and see if you can take first in the conference. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a, a sprint. You know, everybody says the, the college basketball season, it's a marathon. It's like that. It definitely is a marathon, but there are sprints within that marathon. And this next month, uh, maybe let's not call it the whole next month. You you need to take care of business on in these next four games on this homestand. And then after that, you're into the sprint. The, the OK, you're on the road, you're flying around every day or somewhere else. Can you succeed in those circumstances, go win a bunch of games? And then from there, those tournaments are real sprints. Um, so I'm not sure it's a marathon as much as it's just like a sprint and then another sprint and then another sprint um which is why it's so much fun especially when you get to right here and especially when you're in the place that the buffs are in which is third place and a game and a half out of first place so we're gonna talk a little bit more about uh, the Pac-12 basketball um and we're gonna do so by making some picks in these games and I am like I said Very excited to do exactly that. Um, I should say there's going to be a post-game show. Um, Me and Ben are going to be talking on the DMVR YouTube, on the DMVR Buffs Twitter page. As soon as the game is over tomorrow, actually, I mean, it'll be like 10, 15 minutes like always. I think Ben is actually producing, which um, it's not like a guaranteed disaster, but it's not guaranteed to not be a disaster. Um, So, yeah, stay tuned for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I don't really think there's any more housekeeping stuff. Really. I'm just sitting here waiting for the buffs to hire a defensive coordinator or to have like potential defensive coordinators names leaked, but that's going to be the next big piece. And then we can really start uh, looking at what this football season is going to look like. Um, and I'll remind you, it may feel like we're a long way from football, but we're six weeks away from spring football, which, you know, is that football? Is that not football? I don't know, but I'll take what I can get. And this last month without the Buffs playing football games, you know, it it sucked. And at least this next month and a half, you know, it's not like Buffs basketball is disappointed or anything, but it's only getting better from here. And it's going to be a fun, fun road. But first, a little more about Colorado rugby. There's a whole bunch of awesome things going on in the rugby space. Also, I'm okay, never mind. We're going to pause that. I don't think I've ever said on here just how fired up I get about winter sports. You know, like I like skiing myself, but what I really like is like the Winter Olympics and I kind of just book two weeks out and sit and watch literally everything that happens. I I turned into a curler last time. Um I I joined like a curling team and the curling league and, uh, it was a whole bunch of fun, but like I get, I go through these real phases and the X games does the same thing. Just started. We're about halfway through the women's snowboard slope style. And I wasn't going to bring that up, but Anna Gasser just throw down. No, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm really fired up. Also, if you are excited about the X games, please get in like the DMVR discord. If you go to DMVRLounge.com, you can download it. Um, we're talking buffs. There's like different channels for like the buffs and the Broncos and the nuggets. And there's also like star Wars and hiking and food and wrestling and all all sorts of different things. There's also this skiing and snowboarding chat that I'm really hoping is going to be popping off about these X games over the next few days. Um, And if you, like me, are a nerd about this stuff, please get in there and please talk to me. Because sometimes I worry that nobody else is paying attention to the things I find interesting. Shout out to the NWSL. Okay, um, back to Colorado rugby, though. A bunch of really cool things happening. um, And the big one is this. The big one is that the USA Eagles, men's and women's 15s teams, which is like the big team rugby, like the the rugby we all know and love. Well, maybe we don't know it well, but we all love it, at least in theory. The knowing it, that's that's where we turn to Colton Strickler, the DNVR rugby reporter. He has a weekly podcast where there's 101 pods breaking down the game, interviews, exclusive interviews with The biggest names in American rugby. Um, Just a whole bunch of cool things going on. And like I said, the, the national teams are training 15 minutes away from my apartment in Glendale at Infinity Park. Um just really cool stuff happening. They're bringing in a whole bunch of athletes who've never played rugby before, but are very, very good athletes. Guys who you look at and say like, yeah, you should be the best rugby player if you choose to play rugby. And they're kind of just chasing that theory, bringing them all in, um, and training them up and seeing if they can find a couple of studs out of a group of mostly former high level college football players. Um, Cool things happening. Stay tuned to the DMVR Rugby podcast, DMVR Rugby Twitter account, um, all that kind of stuff because it really is cool that all that is happening right here. Also, things are happening right here. The X Games. Boy, do I love the Winter X Games. Honestly, I have almost no interest in the Summer X Games um, or even the Summer Olympics kind of throw me off. I am a big fan of the Serbian national basketball team because of Nikola Jokic. I, uh, I used to swim. So I, I used to get into the swimming. Um, I was a big Missy Franklin fan back in the day. She was from Colorado. I bet there's a bunch of big Missy Franklin fans. Um, who, uh, yeah, I'm not a huge Summer Olympics guy, but Winter Olympics, X Games, especially when it just lines up perfectly on this weekend where, you know, there, there's bus basketball going on, and that's important. But last week and for the last couple of weeks, there have been the big betting bonanzas. they have been 10 hours of drinking and watching football. Now my Sunday gets to be spent watching all this, and that's going to be pretty cool. Um, back to things that are relevant. Let's just start with the DraftKings pick of the week um, and talk about some of these games that are on the way. Oh, there's my phone. Dropped it on the ground. Got it. Um, where did these lines go? So, um, no games today on Friday, but... Uh, But there are some Pac-12 games tomorrow. Also, I should say, DraftKings has a 20% profit boost on any 4-plus leg college basketball parlay. So, say for example, you think uh, Monmouth, Texas State, Detroit, and uh, Florida International are all going to win. Well, here's what you can do. If you're on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, instead of getting the plus 1628 odds that you would get, um, normally, which means you bet say $10, they'll pay back $173. Um, those are good odds, but, oh, and I didn't opt in. You have to click the opt in button. That's an important detail, I guess, that we can say because I have to do it. Um... There we go. Okay, so instead of that plus sixteen twenty eight, you now get plus nineteen fifty three. A ten dollar bet, for example, you now are making another thirty five dollars. Um, that, to me, is what really separates DraftKings from the other apps: is the odds boost, especially the parlay boost. Um, and it's not just like the same odds boost that everybody has, where we'll be like, oh, Giannis to have three blocks and the Bucks to win. And instead of plus 175, that's plus 185. And you're like, well, I mean, come on. that's That doesn't change all that much for me. What they, what, what DraftKings does so well is throw in these like, 20% profit boost, college basketball, you have to have a four-leg parlay, open book from there. If there's four things you like, you do it. And the max wager is 50 bucks, so it's not like they're really limiting you. Uh, if you wanted, what? That, that parlay I was talking about. You could throw down fifty bucks to win over a grand. I personally do not throw around that kind of money on a four-way parlay, but if you can, more power to you. Um, so that's a that's not really making picks, but just some <laughs> thoughts. Um, okay, uh, Pack Twelve. So these are not sorted by conference. We're gonna do a little bit of scrolling. Okay. Um so there are 4 games tomorrow I believe as long as there aren't any cancellations I haven't heard of um and we're just going to pick all of them and I think that maybe we'll build our own little 4 plus leg college basketball parlay that'll get you a 20% profit boost So um starting out with the first game of the day which will be Cal and Arizona that's an interesting one um, I had a couple of bucks on Cal last night when they played. That was USC, I believe. All these games do kind of run together. No, it was Arizona State. Duh. Remy Martin was throwing up bricks everywhere you looked. and it was the the floppiest, most, I don't know, just kind of like an entitled looking basketball. And I I don't know. Not, wasn't a huge fan of what I saw from Arizona State, but it was enough to beat Cal. Going up against Arizona, I i mean, you've got to like Arizona at home in that one. I think the lines for these games haven't been released yet. Um, but what I will say is this. If Arizona is favored by, say, single digits, I would take that. Um, if it's double digits, that's where you start to get a little bit hesitant. I'd probably say like, uh, maybe, maybe 11 and a half is the cutoff. Um, where if it's, if it's less than that, you take Arizona. If it's more than that, honestly, you probably stay away unless it's like 14 or so. And if it's that much, then, then that's where I think those cow points start to, uh, put you in a good spot. Um, Next game from there would be Oregon State and UCLA in in Los Angeles and what a tough one to call. UCLA kind of been disappointing. Um Stanford took them to overtime before that, lost to Cal, or no, sorry, beat Cal, but there was a close game, close game against Washington before that. I uh I'm not all that high on where UCLA is right now. I think they, they just feel a little stale. I, I, for some reason, like when Chris Smith left, there was this burst of energy. In the same way that like when Arizona learned that they were no longer going to be playing in the postseason, they went through this losing streak. With Arizona, I feel like that's kind of, they, they, they've they righted the ship. They're they're doing their thing. They're winning games. UCLA, that's kind of where they were when they found out Chris Smith was gone. I was like, okay, we got buckled down. It reminds me almost of that uh, when when McKinley Wright got, hurt against Washington state and the 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 team went on a run immediately after it's like okay no kin it's time to get serious about this and that's what happened and it worked I feel like that's what happened with UCLA after that Chris Smith injury and since then it's kind of tailed off a little bit they aren't quite as sharp Um, you know the the three-point shooting is really impressive um, and, but at the same time, Oregon State has been kind of kind of frisky. Uh, didn't do much to USC uh, on Thursday. That's yesterday. But before that, they beat Oregon at Oregon. Before that, they beat USC at home at Oregon State. Um, but but before that, they beat Arizona State. So there's there's a lot to like about the form that Oregon State is in. Um, you wonder if losing Trace Tinkle, who'd been their star for four years just caused problems early. Like they just couldn't figure it out without him, but now they're starting to piece things together. Um, Ethan Thompson playing really well. still UCLA's a better team. I- I- I'm going to take Oregon state here. As long as they're giving me at least seven points. And I think that they will certainly be giving you more than that. Probably closer to like 11. Um, UCLA, if it's down to like three or four, yeah. Uh, If it's in that four to seven range, that's probably the stay away. Um, But I do like Oregon State um, as long as the line doesn't blow you away. Next up um, would be the Utah-Colorado game. That's a tough one. Um, I I think Colorado wins. They've been so good at home. I think you have to anticipate that. Uh, They covered... No they didn't cover against Washington state but that line was just set so high and that's really what I'm concerned about here is that this line again will just be set really high um I don't think it'll be like the sixteen and a half again if it is I would stay away but as long as it's in that 12 point range or even less I like it um yep i'll I'll say that i do I would like that um we don't need too much more analysis, just because there isn't. I mean, we've we've said everything that needs to be said in past podcasts. Um, then the nightcap, eight o'clock tomorrow night, Stanford, Arizona State, and the game is in Arizona. Um, I like Stanford to win. Um, playing on the road is always scary. Uh, this is I think this is gonna be pretty close to a pick' though, and maybe even Stanford favored by a little bit. Um, as long as it's not Stanford favored by more than like three, I'd take Stanford and if it's something like plus six for Arizona State, well then you just have to take that. Um, so without lines, those are the Draftkings pick of the weeks picks picks of the week. Wow, that's not terrible. Um, and yeah, stay tuned to. DraftKings to see what these lines end up being, Um, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Stanford, they have too many different guys, and they're coming off wins against Arizona and UCLA, so a lot to like, I guess. Um, Before we move along, I want to give a quick shout-out to Breckenridge Brewery. Some awesome things going on there, including an ice skating rink. It's $3 to skate with your own skates, $6 to skate with the rental of Breckenridge Brewery skates, and it's family friendly all ages can skate um and uh you can go to breckenridgebrewery.com to check out the hours of operation to sign up to skate um it's it's an awesome setup out there in littleton at the farmhouse so take the fam get out of the house drink a whole bunch of great beers like the strawberry sky like the avalanche and eat some good food too uh the kids will have their own fun off doing whatever kids do i guess ice skating is what they do at an ice skating rink um Or, you know what, if you're looking for a date idea, drink a couple of beers and go ice skating. Either way, check it out, enjoy. Um, And you can also pick up Breckenridge Beers pretty much wherever you buy beer using the Beer Locator on Breckenridge Brewery's website. Also, want to give a quick shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook who do awesome things like give us those odds boosts and they already have a bunch of specials for the Super Bowl. Um, The moment you've been waiting for all season is right around the corner. Uh, DraftKings, the official Daily Fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter the DraftKings free Super Bowl prediction challenge, and once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize up to twenty-five. million thousand dollars and if you have the most predictions correct you could win the top prize of one million dollars so download the app now enter the free prediction challenge answer questions like who'll score last and boom get ready to make it rain DraftKings has paid out over seven billion dollars to its players since twenty twelve so they know a thing or two about big paydays download the DraftKings app now use promo code DNVR to enter the free million Super Bowl prediction challenge everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing so use promo code dnvr now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55 terms conditions and eligibility restrictions apply see DraftKings.com for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700
0: Think they like my Colorado sway, cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Hollin get a books with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. might not swear, I think Colorado swag. My Colorado swag yeah. is pushing 180, speed and pad competence, see you later, baby. baby. Colorado yeah. army with soldiers like the Navy, yeah. and is where we station, patiently awaiting. Whoa. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid, uh-huh. cause you know we finna hit ya. Ya. hit ya, hit ya, hey. hey. You on your own now, why you you just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we ain't playing with you. You can get it anytime. It started at the scrimmage. We gon' win it at the line. My Colorado swag in the middle of the ring. Throwing blows, knocking down team after the team. Think they like my Colorado swag. cause when I'm in it, play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it, go you know I'm acting bad get a bus with my Colorado sway my Colorado sway my Colorado sway I think they like I think they like my Colorado sway my Colorado sway my Colorado sway man I swear I think they like my Colorado sway My Colorado Sway, cause when i minute in play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when i minute in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holla, get a bus with my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. Mine, I swear, I think they like my Colorado Sway.